0: I think everyone needs a coach. I mean, mentorship and guidance have been incredibly crucial in our development as a company. So I thought I'd introduce you to some amazing coaches as part of this special series of Meet My Business. So on today's episode of Meet My Business, the coaching edition, I have the great pleasure of introducing you to Danielle Ralston. She's an international speaker, published author, and ADHD life and business coach. Danielle, thank you so much for taking the time for this interview.
1: Thank you for having me, Ethan.
0: Awesome. Danielle, can you tell me a little bit about what exactly you do and how you kind of got into coaching initially?
1: So I work with ADHD business owners. I work with them to help them optimize being the ADHD because there are good parts of ADHD. There are terrible parts of ADHD. But I help them not only with the business piece of it, I also bring the life piece in it because how we do one thing is how we do everything. And if your personal life is in chaos, then your business stuff is going to be in chaos. If your business is in chaos, it spills over into your personal life and causes a lot of strife, especially if you have significant other or children or any of those things. So I really weave all of the parts of, of being a person and then also being an entrepreneur together. Why did I get started in this? Because 25 years ago, I lost a $12.5 million client. Had to lay off a whole entire staff. I uh, lost my business. Had to file for bankruptcy personally because I was chaos everywhere. Chaos everywhere. My husband and I were constantly fighting about everything. The house being a mess, my son being a mess, uh, like everything. And it, it it was spilling over into every single part of my life, my ADHD chaos. And back then, 25 years ago, there was no such thing as coaching or, or at least not in a way that I had ever heard of. So I went back to college and I got my degree and I have my degree in psychology, master's in psychology, but learned very quickly. I also didn't want to do that for a living because I don't like to follow rules. So, you know, I wasn't going to follow state rules and regulations and all of that. But not long after that, I started to hear about coaching and all of the pieces that coaching could offer someone. And I'm like, oh, this is what I need to learn. And that has turned me down a path of 30 plus years of Owning businesses, I've owned marketing and IT businesses, I've built them, sold them. I've had uh, 12 businesses. I crashed and burned four of them and have sold six at this point. I currently own five, uh, two that are coaching based, 100% coaching based, and everything else is just agencies, marketing and IT agencies. And I teach business owners how to do that and how to own multiple businesses because we're ADHD, we have multiple interests. You can do that. And it is possible, and it is possible to do it well and not just barely surviving. Um, and I think that's something that ADHD people have not been allowed to have that multi-passionate focus and allow their brains to be squirrel brains, but in a way that is consistent and beneficial to them.
0: I must say, when you said I run, was it five or six car key businesses mm-hmm. at <laughs> once, I immediately started belly.
1: That
0: seems incredibly overwhelming. How have you been able to figure that out for yourself? How do you kind of manage it? One,
1: learning that I can't do it on my own and not to do it on my own. ADHD people are incredibly high achieving. So therefore, we think we have to do every single thing on our own. But that is really a trauma response in our our brains thinking that we have to do it all. I don't. I I absolutely don't. Everything I don't want to do, I don't. I hire for the right person. But the biggest thing I had to learn is hire somebody to teach me accountability in a way that works for my brain. And I spent a long time. I now have 30 plus certifications in different ADHD protocols and life coaching protocols and business coaching protocols. And I continue to do that because I want to learn the best way to do it. There is no one way And learning that I needed accountability and someone to help me keep track and manage me allows me to manage all of the other things. And some of those things are as simple as having a housekeeper. And having a housekeeper actually allowed me, by having somebody who does my housekeeping, I actually done the math and I do the ROI and every single thing I hire has allowed me to t- double my income because that's 10 hours a week. That mental load for me and five hours a week of physically doing anything that I can now earn money in, that's 15 hours a week that I don't have to worry about anything in my house.
0: So let's talk a bit about accountability because I think it's something that A lot of people require, everybody needs accountability to get stuff done. But I think what you're talking about, specifically for the neurodiverse brain, accountability might show up in different ways than uh, for neurotypical the neurotypical brain. So how does this accountability show up for you specifically?
1: So I have a personal assistant who checks in with me every morning for 15 minutes. We get on a phone call every single day for 15 minutes. I go over my schedule with her. She tells me that I can and can't do things. I need her to do that. She has permission to do that. I should say that. Um, But we whittle down what is achievable for me during the day. I create, uh, I call them sandwiches. We can discuss that later. I create multiple sandwiches of tasks that have to be done in the day as far as what they fit in in between all the calls that I need to do. And then uh, throughout the day, I have various accountability slash body doubling sessions. I get on a call, I've set intentions with my team or my assistant or whoever I'm doing those things with, and then do the thing. I have a dedicated set of time to get the thing done and implement and take action. And that's something that we do in our ADHD program is we give eight hours a week of dedicated body doubling time to ADHD entrepreneurs, because when left on our own, we don't tend to hyper-focus and get one thing done. We tend to work on... T- 2,000 little tiny things and not move ourselves closer to getting those tasks done or reaching those goals, but by having dedicated body doubling slash intention time slash monitored intention time, and I say monitored because we check in every 15 minutes to make sure we're staying on task and we're getting the thing done that we set intentions for, which means we're accomplishing a major piece of a goal.
0: Okay, body doubling. You got to break that down for me. What is a body doubling session?
1: Binding Doubling is literally getting on a Zoom call um, in my world. It's getting on a Zoom call and having us all stay on camera and focused on getting the thing done so that somebody is monitoring us all. And if it looks like we're squirreling out and and looking down at a phone versus being on our desktop or whatever that happens to be, they can bring us back around and bring us back on track.
0: Okay. Okay. So radical accountability is what I'm seeing. It's not just. It's not just I'm going to tell someone I'm going to do something and then check in. At the end of the month, it's we are staying on track and making sure that we're staying on track.
1: Yes. Having radical accountability like that is game changing to every single one of our members. We had a member that went from making less than $500 a month to making $5,000 a month in a week of taking action for eight hours. She swore that she only actually worked eight hours for the whole entire week and she felt so successful and got so much done that she made 10 times the amount of money part of what we teach with that is sandwiching. And sandwiching is sandwiching tasks in between dopamine-creating activities, healthy dopamine-creating activities, not TikTok for endless scrolling or video games for endless playment. But how do we create dopamine? Because that's the thing we're lacking. That's our dopamine. Dopamine is our motivation and our joy. If we don't have dopamine, we don't have good serotonin, we don't have good endorphins, which means we're, we're feeling depressed, we're feeling overwhelmed, we're feeling exhausted feeling burnt out. So we teach people how to create sandwiches, dopamine, task, dopamine, task, dopamine, task. So you're creating hits. And and I do mean it that way. Hits of dopamine off and on all day long to make sure that we are keeping our dopamine levels up, which means we can keep doing those things. And we create success loops by creating that much dopamine off and on all day long. In something as simple as breathing properly, because ADHD people tend to hold their breath or are labored in their breathing when they're focusing on something. So they're not breathing properly, which means your brain's not getting enough oxygen, which means you can't get the dopamine you need, which means you're not getting the serotonin you need, which means your adrenal glands are probably burning out because you're in fight and flight mode. You get so much tension across your shoulders, and by we have a really simple two-minute breathing exercise that we teach people to do as a dopamine creating activity, because Then they can get things done. Then they can focus. Then their nervous system calms down. And and there's a million other tips and tricks that we teach our, our business owners. But that is one of the biggest game changers. The accountability with the sandwiches creates a lot of success for all of our business owners.
0: I would love for you to describe what a day in your life looks like. Like maybe today's schedule, tomorrow's schedule. How are you kind of breaking down your life in between these sandwiches, in between these accountability sessions? Because it it looks fascinating.
1: So my husband and I start every morning at 5.15 a.m. and we lay in bed and we talk. There are zero phones involved in this conversation. Our phones stay down. Uh, We lay in bed and we talk for 15 minutes about what we're doing for the day, what we're worried about, for whatever it is. We could be playing with the dog. We still stay together for 15 minutes. Then I get up. Phone is still not involved in this conversation. I get out of bed. And I have a checklist for this. In my checklist is lay in bed, talk to husband, 15 minutes, sit up, get out of bed, turn shower on. And I have a checklist for all of these things so that there's zero decisions making in the first part of my day. I don't make any decisions. I have a checklist I follow. And I had a star chart for every single thing I get done. And yes, I do have a star chart and I will explain that a little bit in a minute. And I get up and I get ready. And one of the best, best things I do is I reset my nervous system in the, my getting ready process every morning. I get up, I take a shower. At the end of my shower, I turn it as hot as I can stand it for about five minutes. And then I turn it all the way to cold for five minutes. This resets my vagus nerve and resets my nervous system, which means I'm decreasing, getting ready of any overwhelm that I've already created for myself in the morning or getting ready yesterday's, possibly. And starting my day with that, then I get ready for the day, and I fully get ready for the day. I get dressed, I put makeup on, I do my hair because if I don't do that, then I don't feel like I'm professionally ready for my day. I put shoes on, even though I work from home, I put shoes on every single morning. That is a key to my brain that I am ready to move and do something. Then I pick up my phone. I've done a whole entire hour of getting ready before picking up that phone and starting to consume. Whatever it is that I messages, emails, calendar invites, whatever that chaos is, I wait an hour into my day before I do those things so that my brain has time to relax, reset, and get ready for that process of doing that and checking in on my phone. Um, then I have coffee. I've gotta have coffee first. I gotta have the caffeine hit. And then I'm at my desk by about 7 a.m. And when I start my day at 7 a.m., it's I have, again, a checklist. What are the things that I do to start? I have a checklist for every single thing based on my energy level for the day. I understand what my energy level is. Like, oh, I'm so exhausted. I didn't get enough sleep last night. Okay, well, I need my good schedule. My good schedule is my least task-heavy schedule. So how am I going to arrange my day? There's a checklist for that. And I'm not afraid to cancel appointments if I need to. If my energy level is not going to allow me to be able to be on task and do all of the things, then I will take things off my schedule.
0: So what I really, really love about what you're doing is getting rid of the decision fatigue or at least managing. It it feels like each person has like these various meters, right? We've got like amounts of decisions we can make in a day, amounts of energy we have in a day, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it feels like you have a really clear understanding of where your levels are at and the things that drain those levels. And you kind of are preempting that that drain. It's Mm -hmm. like, because... I know for a fact, decision fatigue is one of the things that I struggle with heavily. I have to, with the nature of the work, I do make a huge amount of decisions in a very small amount of time. So now I'm starting to wonder, how do I preempt? Where are the checklists that I can start creating for myself to just get rid of some of the decisions that I can use that decision, that mental bandwidth on the decisions that actually require effort? Choosing what socks I'm going to wear today, for example, or whatever, silly example, mm-hmm. is not the most efficient use of my bandwidth, right? And you're very carefully managing your bandwidth. And I, I really, really love that.
1: And even what these things as far as socks to wear, clothing to wear and stuff, that I have a cycle of clothes that I wear. And I am a girl. I have a huge closet full of clothes. And I actually have all of my outfits and flashcards. And I go through the cycle. Well, yesterday I wore this. So this is the next card of what I wear. This is the next card. I mean, creating those systems took me a lot of time. But now my outfits are pre-decided for me. I decided at one point what those outfits were. And I just grab those clothes up. Based on what's on my little flash card. And I just cycle through the flash cards. And sometimes I throw them all. Literally, they're in a bowl. And I just reach in and pull one. There's no decision making.
0: So going back to ADHD specifically, you mentioned earlier the fact that people with ADHD tend to be high achievers. I'd just like to unpack a little bit about that and maybe people who don't fully understand exactly what ADHD is. And I know there's a lot of misconceptions. So
1: ADHD people, the one thing we need to remember is our brain actually functions at a higher level. We have higher processing level than the average neurotypical brain. Um, Our problem is, is our refueling station doesn't work so well. So because our refueling stations don't work very well, we tend to be very, very creative, but we can burn out. We tend to have a lot of ideas and we know exactly how to implement them. I often tell my business owners, you don't need me to tell you how to do your business. You need to have me help you create the space to do the things you already want to do and you already know to do. We're extremely smart. Many ADHD people, especially ADHD entrepreneurs are genius level on paper, like actual certified geniuses. We are super, super smart, but we have some parts of our brain that aren't wired right. I mean, we are not wired correctly for the way the brain was meant to be wired. That does not mean we're broken. It just means that we have different pathways that we need to create in order to complete tasks and get things done. We tend to be very high in anxiety because our brains are always going, and we're not refueling properly. Again, that refueling that I talk about that we have to get that dopamine all day long and all of that. It's because of that that causing the anxiety because we're always in or burnout mode in overwhelm mode. Um, Nervous breakdowns, very high in ADHD, ASD community because we're burning out all of the chemicals your brain needs to be calm.
0: Yeah, okay. So what you've kind of constructed... Is a way to start mapping those pathways and also understanding how the ADHD brain works, and therefore setting up systems that kind of complement that. Instead of viewing it as a negative, you are actually kind of figuring out how to work with your natural, you know, abilities.
1: Exactly. Absolutely. And everybody has different vents of what their abilities are. I've got engineers that I work with. I have coaches that I work with. I have creatives artists and video developers and strategists and all of that so all of our brains are creative in a very different way and have a different path to creating all of those refuels that we need so it's it's taken me a long time to create probably 900 different ways to do and create the optimization of an adhd brain
0: so let's talk a bit about your coaching program how does it actually work and how are you busy helping people with with your coaching
1: So with my coaching, one of the first things I teach people to do is breathe properly. And they're like, why is this our first session? Because you're not breathing properly and you can't get what you need if you don't breathe properly. Second is how to reset your central nervous system. And everybody is slightly different. For me, doing the hot to cold shower works really well. That doesn't work for everybody. So we talk through some things that have worked to calm them in the past and create a dopamine menu. And creating that dopamine menu is creating those three to five minute hits of dopamine in between tasks throughout your day and understanding how a task actually needs to be structured for you and your dopamine. That usually takes the first three to five coaching sessions to get all of that mapped out. Because once we do that, then we can start managing and creating better task management. We can start creating better marketing strategies for you in different systems and routines Because to be a business owner and to be a successful business owner, you have to be consistent. Guess what? ADHD people are incredibly bad. at. We're incredibly naturally bad at being consistent. Creating patterns so that consistency can thrive inside of your chaos is something that we get to and we get to spend a lot of time mapping out and creating amazing ways to be consistent without having to show up at the same time every single day to do the same thing which we don't like either because we hate doing repetitive tasks.
0: Next to your coaching program, you also have possibly one of my favorite titles for a podcast I've ever heard. How do you talk a bit about your podcast and how it works?
1: So our podcast is called Make ADHD Your Bitch. Me and uh, my business partner, Rebecca, we talk about ways to make ADHD your bitch as an entrepreneur. We focus really as entrepreneurs there. In my personal practice, I do coach people outside of just entrepreneurs. But we talk about all of the things we need. And when I say all of the things we need as business owners, I'm really not kidding. We talk about consistency and follow-up, uh, how to create focus, how to take a belief, create a thought from that, and then create a behavior from that thought, create action, which will create results. And that's a big thing we teach, how to understand your own limiting beliefs and find your patterns with that, how to use a Facebook group to launch your business. I mean, we talk about those things. How to create clarity and get out of overwhelm, and everybody is slightly different about that. How to do sales in an easy way because sales can be incredibly overwhelming to an a d h d brain, especially if you're a coach or or a small business owner offering like v a services or o b m services or something like that. How to plan because planning for the a d h d brain and planning like normal people planning to totally different things how to make social media really 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 easy because in the ADHD brain, social media means that you have to write a ton of content and you have to create something new every day. No, you don't. I mean, I even share, I we have a podcast about how I put a time lock on my office door to keep me out of my office so I'm not working too much. I mean, we share everything about our lives. We're really, really open. We're really authentic about where we're struggling and why I have my own ADHD coach. Rebecca has her own ADHD coach because we need those things.
0: That is so awesome. And uh, if somebody wants to get a hold of you and the podcast, how do they do so?
1: You can find us in our Facebook group, Make ADHD Your Bitch. Our podcast, Make ADHD Your Bitch. Uh, we also have a YouTube channel. It's just video versions of the podcast, Make ADHD Your Bitch. Our name of our business is Building Successful Entrepreneurs Academy. That is what we do. But if you type in Make ADHD Your Bitch anywhere, you will find us.
0: Thank you so much. Yeah, uh, the links for everything will be in the description of this episode. Danielle, thank you so much for your time. You've given us some incredible insights. And um, yeah, my biggest takeaway is figuring out how your brain works, getting someone to help you figure that out, and then making your business work for you and finding a structure that actually works for you. If you've been thinking about starting a podcast, but don't really know where to start, go to our website, baird.media. That's B-A-I-R-D.media. You can find the book, Become a Podmaster, everything you need to know to master the art of podcasting, and you can also sign up to one of our mentorship programs, where we help you figure out, develop, and produce your show from start to finish.